Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. It is awesome to be with you guys as always. It really is. We have had um, a very busy week and today we're really excited to get to hear more about Jesus' plan, um, his mission uh, for all of us that we can um, be a part of in fulfilling. And James, we've actually been thinking a lot about um, Jesus' mission lately, haven't we? We do. At our church, we are making some big changes. We're returning from this uh, COVID-19 season and thinking about what it's going to look like when we all get together again. And we're making changes, which is sometimes scary, but at the same time, we're doing it so that we can keep growing God's kingdom and see more people come to know Jesus. So it's super exciting that today we're going to look at a passage that will help us think about God's mission in this world. Sounds awesome. Let's get started. All right, so in today's story, we're going to learn some more about Jesus and a conversation that he has with some friends that are going to become his followers. Uh, We've got some fish, we've got some nets, we've got a really interesting thing that Jesus is going to call uh, these new friends of his to do, and it's going to help us understand what we Christians today are still meant to be doing for Jesus's sake. So Ash, what can these guys be doing while they're listening to the story? I think it'd be an awesome idea to draw a picture of the scene as you hear it. Like James said, there's some boats, there's some fish and some nets and um, Jesus and some of the people that will become his first disciples. So we would love to see what you come up with and hopefully it might help you to remember the story a little bit better. So I'm going to read Luke chapter 5 verses 1 to 11 and it's in the CEV version if you'd like to read along with me. Jesus was standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, teaching the people as they crowded around him to hear God's message. Near the shore, he saw two boats left there by some fishermen who had gone to wash their nets. Jesus got into the boat that belonged to Simon and asked him to row it out a little way from the shore. Then Jesus sat down in the boat to teach the crowd. When Jesus had finished speaking, he told Simon, Row the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Master, Simon answered, we have worked hard all night long and have not caught a thing. But if you tell me to, I will let the nets down. They did it and caught so many fish that their nets began ripping apart. Then they signalled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. The men came and together they filled two boats so full that they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this happen, he knelt down in front of Jesus and said, Lord, don't come near me. I am a sinner. Peter and everyone with him were completely surprised at all the fish they had caught. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were surprised too. Jesus told Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. The men pulled their boats up on the shore. Then they left everything and went with Jesus.
All right, kids. Well, Ash did a wonderful job reading that for us. Ash, I've got to, I've got to ask, are, are you much of a, a fishing woman? Have you, have you been out uh, much on the water to catch fish at all yourself? It might surprise you, but I actually did fish a lot as a kid. My dad... No, I actually had a feeling that yeah. you were going to say that you did, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> My dad is a massive um, fisher. We actually had um, a nice little like dinghy that we would take out onto Brisbane water, and um, we didn't often catch much. I swear there's nothing in there left <laughs> to catch. <laughs> we did catch a baby hammerhead one time, though, near Woiwoi. That was really cool. That, that does sound fun. I've caught exactly one fish in my entire life. Uh, hey, it's better than I, none. <laughs> it's better than none, uh, but that, that's cool. So look, I can't talk about uh, much fishing from experience, but I think that we can talk about this, this passage together fairly well. So you mm. tell me, what, what did you notice in this passage as you were reading through it? One of the, the key things that really stood out to me was um, the way that Simon addresses Jesus. Um, it's two ways that he does it. So Simon addresses Jesus as master before the miracle where all the fish are pulled into the boat. And then afterwards, he calls Jesus Lord. And I think there's quite a few things in this passage that help us to see um, the change in Simon's posture towards um, Jesus or a, a greater recognition of who Jesus is in some of the things that he does. So like I've said, there's the change from master to Lord, um, but there's also things like him kneeling down in front of Jesus as a, a mm. sign of respect and um and just like laying down before him. And then there's um, his confession um, of being sinful and um, all these feelings of not being good enough in the presence of Jesus or being inadequate. Um, and these all show Simon's reverence for Jesus. They show a true understanding of who Jesus is, right? Yeah, absolutely. So and it's it's kind of a funny thing there, right? Like it's, it's just, it's a massive haul of fish, but that's enough. Like something for him yeah. drops in that moment where he's like, oh my gosh, this is the Lord. That's, that's exactly it. And it's kind of this um, under, final understanding of um, the fact that Jesus is Lord um, that helps him to understand just how sinful he is. Um, you know, he, he tells the savior of the universe to get away from him. That's how ashamed he feels and how mm. aware he is of the difference between him and Jesus, Jesus being perfect and him being sinful and completely um, undeserving of even being near Jesus, let alone having a conversation with him. Um, and I guess just on top of that, I absolutely love that um, the first disciples that Jesus acquires are just ordinary people. He's gathering people for an extraordinary plan, basically to save um, the world from sin, which is probably the biggest plan um, ever. And yet, instead of going for um, some, you know, fancy guy, he goes for a fisherman. Just seems really odd, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it is amazing. And, you know, I, on that same theme, I love how, uh, like you said, Peter is saying to the uh, Lord of all the universe that, you know, please get away from me. Mm. But Jesus in that moment is hey don't be afraid and it just it warms my heart because there's times when we mess up there's time when we make mistakes and we think oh my goodness i'm not worthy to be with god or i've messed up so god's not going to love me anymore yeah. but when peter says get away from me i don't deserve you jesus's response is don't be afraid i'm gonna use you and do something special with you which is just awesome yeah um, that's really cool actually i really yeah. like that yeah one of the things that I like from this passage as well is the way that Jesus says to Simon Peter to, you know, take your nets and just, uh, you know, give it, give it another shot. 
And Simon Peters all like, um, we've worked pretty hard, uh, haven't actually got anywhere, but look, because you tell us to, uh, we'll give it a shot. It's almost like he, he's just trying to carefully say, uh, don't really think this is going to work. I've got a little expertise in this area. Yeah. Uh, and then yet he, even though he, you can tell he's not totally buying that this is going to work, uh, he gives it a try. He trusts Jesus and there is this massive haul of fish that comes in. And I think you're right. I think the main point of this passage is to help us to understand that when we see that Jesus is Lord, uh, we realize that we're not worthy of him, but that Jesus loves us anyway. I think that's the main point. But there's also this other little lesson for us that sometimes God asks us to do things that we might be like, uh, are you sure about this one, God? Like, I mean, I know you're God, but I mean, I've been fishing for a while and I sort of know how this stuff works. But sometimes we just got to trust God to do it his way and it works out really, really, really well. So God doesn't promise us that every time we do that, that we're going to get a massive haul of fish or whatever we're looking for. But we do know that God's going to use all things for the good of those who love him. And uh, I just love how Simon Peter trusts, even though he's a little sus on that today. So that's good. All right. Well, now, kids, it is time for our special guest of the week. Uh, and this is a young woman who's actually been doing some work uh, at our church this week. Uh, we're doing some recording uh, for some video stuff that we've got going on at church. And she's decked out this new studio for us. Just looks fantastic. We're really excited about it. I recorded the sermon yesterday. Uh, it's all looking really great. So she's done some really good work for us. Uh, and we thought it'd be awesome if we could get her in here to have a chat with you guys. So this is a good friend of ours. This is Shazza. Over you do, Shaz. How's it going, Kiddlywings? It's Shazza on the mic. And have I got a hot tip for you. But, but, but before I get into that, I ran into James the other day and boy, oh boy, is that guy looking younger than a spring chicken. I thought me eyes must have been playing tricks on me when I was watching church online last week, but I swears it, he looks the same in the flesh. Oh, I've got to have some of whatever he's drinking or whatever product he's using. But anyway... I've been keeping up with the podcasts and the quiz work series on acts that some of you have been doing on Sundays, and I have got to say, over and over again, I keep hearing about Jesus' mission. So I started thinking, Shazza, maybe you ought to learn a bit more about what this mission is. Matt, one of the other cool ministers at church, was nice enough to tell me about how God wants to use us imperfect people to tell others about Jesus and make the good news of Jesus known throughout all the earth. So here's Shazza's hot tip. Be an ordinary person on an extraordinary mission. You heard me right. Be proud to be called to help Jesus's mission by talking to others about Jesus and sharing parts of the Bible with them. Oh, and that might seem scary at first. <laughs> the first time I tried to tell someone about Jesus, I was so scared I forgot my own name. But, you know, Baza has been really encouraging me to keep telling people about Jesus. And you know what? The more I do it, the easier it's getting and the more excited I am to do it the next time. So, kids, this is Shazza signing off for another week. Remember, be an ordinary person 
on an extraordinary mission. Thank you, Shazza. Nice to have you on the show. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she she never ceases to blow me away, that one. Just uh She's one of, of a kind, isn't she? <laughs> she is. She's she's something else. So yeah. It's now time for our question of the week. And uh, just to let you guys know that when James saw the question for today, he was blown away and was trying to explain to me all of the um, the intricacies, all of the many, many um, things that go into answering this question. So uh, this question is really going to put James to the test today. So well done to Saf, who has asked this question. And let's have a listen to what she wants to know. Why doesn't God fix the world instantly? Take it away, James. <laughs> Thanks, Ash, and thank you, Saf. What, what, what like, it's, like Ash said, what a great question. All right, so let's let's think about this, okay? Safi is asking, why doesn't God fix the world instantly? All right, so this is the story uh, that we get told in the Bible. We get told that God creates the world, and He looks at what He's created, and He says that it is very good. But then Adam and Eve sin and then sin and death come into the world with a whole bunch of other bad stuff. And we know that now the world needs fixing. Now, he has his people uh, in the Old Testament uh, live through many, many uh, hundreds and uh, hundreds of years. Uh, and we learn lots and lots of things from them before eventually God sends Jesus into the world to die on the cross and pay the price for our sins and then rise from the dead. And one of the things that he does after he rises from the dead is promises that to all who believe and trust in him, one day Jesus is going to return and he's going to give us a home in the new earth and he is going to recreate the world and make it so there's no more pain and no more tears. That's the big story of the Bible. And Safi's asking this great question like, well, if he's promised us that he's going to come back and fix the world, why doesn't he just do that now? What's the point in waiting? Now, that's a great question uh, because, of course, we want Jesus to come back. In fact, that's one of the last things that we read in the Bible is this, this cry uh, for, come, Lord Jesus, come. So why hasn't he come back yet? And there's, there's a few reasons. So one is that we read uh, in uh, some of Peter's uh, letters in the New Testament, we learned a little bit about Peter today in our Bible story, where he talks about how God is not going to come back until everybody who can be saved will be saved. So everybody who's going to trust in Jesus, God is giving them time to do that. And so he is waiting and delaying his return until everybody who is going to believe in Jesus believes in him. So that's reason number one. He's being patient to not fix the world before everyone who's going to trust him will trust him. But then there's also another reason, I guess, which is that we're not totally sure why he's waiting for the timing. Because you might say, well, if God's in control of everything, why doesn't he just sort of speed it up? Like the people trusting him and that sort of stuff, couldn't he just do that quicker? And I guess the truth is that God could because he's all powerful and uh, there's nothing that God cannot do that's good and loving and right. So at the end of the day, we kind of have to trust God and say, well, we know that everything he does, he does for his glory and for the good of those who love him. And so when we ask ourselves the question, why did God let Adam and Eve sin? 
why did God let so many thousands of years go on between the time that sin entered the world and when he sent Jesus? Why has uh, God been waiting for hundreds of years since Jesus came to fix the world and make it the way he wants it to be? And I think that the big answer to that question is at the end, when Jesus comes back and we look back on everything that he has done, we will look at it and we will say, isn't God good? Hasn't he done wonderful things? And isn't this wonderful place that we're in now uh, evidence of the fact that he has been loving and kind and good, most of all by sending Jesus into this world to die on the cross and pay the price for our sins, and that through that we know God in a way that we wouldn't know otherwise. So if God didn't let us sin and give us a chance to uh, ask for forgiveness, then we wouldn't know that he's merciful. And if he didn't uh, come into the world in the way that he did with Jesus, then we wouldn't see just how much he loved us. And if he didn't wait for as long as he had and let in as many people as he could, then we wouldn't know the fullness of all the people we're going to spend the rest of eternity worshiping God with in quite the same way. So, Safi, that is a great question. Why doesn't he come back instantly? And I think the best answer is because he's waiting to give as many people the chance to trust in him as possible. And also because when we get to the end, we're going to look back and see that everything that God has done is good and it is uh, for his glory and it will help us to understand and know him more and more. So that is my best answer that I could possibly do for a fantastic question. What What do you think, Ash? I think you did a fantastic job. I'm very impressed at how you wrapped that up so nicely. wraps up another episode of the Gossard PC Kids Cast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode and uh, we have a few more episodes before we head back to church in person. If you are not from our church, you might uh, already be back at church, which is pretty exciting. Um, but for people from our church, we are heading back sort of towards the end of July. So um, in the meantime, if you would like to send us some more questions, we would love to hear them. You can do so by Um, clicking the link in the show notes or you can record the uh, question on the voice memo app maybe on your parents phone and they can send it to us in an email or through facebook yep that's right and i want to give a, a special shout out to one of our listeners out there i saw audrey today she was a little bit nervous about recording something for the show but i know that she loves to listen uh and so big big shout out to you audrey great great to see you today Oh, that's awesome. We love that you have been enjoying the podcast, Audrey. And whether you're listening or asking a question, um, we are just so glad that you're joining us each week. All right. So I'm going to pray, guys. So let's quiet our hearts and let's focus our minds on talking to God together. Dear God, thank you so much that you love us and that we know that you love us because you sent Jesus into this world to die on the cross to die for our sins and to rise from the dead so that we can know you and have eternal life with you. Thank you that you take people who've made mistakes and sinned like us and you use us to tell other people about you and all the great things that you have done. We pray, Father, that we would be honest about the mistakes and sins that we've made uh, and that we would ask for your forgiveness. But we pray, Father, as we do that, we know that you love us and that you care for us and that you can do great things even with uh, people who are as silly and foolish as we are sometimes. And so help us to love you and serve you in everything that we do. 
And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.